This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Bruce Jean is a busy guy, and his world just got busier as he has opened up yet another guide service. We'll find out all about that and talk a whole lot of other stuff with Bruce next. Plus, a unique History Fast Five. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu Hi, this is Toby Kavalibog of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Welcome to Paul Bunyan Country. Hey, we're checking in with Bruce Jean of Rainy Lake Sky Service. Whoa, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just swear? I, I didn't swear, but I didn't. I, I don't know how, how to complete the sentence yet because you're like, you own like 14 companies now or something, right? Well, yeah. I mean, how do you combine Rainy Lake and Malax Lake together in one sentence? I don't know. You tell me. You're, you're the proprietor. Well, we've been trying to come up with that, and it's just not working out. So we just have two different companies for those two, so that'll work out. <laughs> yeah, so, of course, Rainy Lake Guide Service for years and years and years, and and you fished on Mille Lacs for a number of years, and you've guided there a number of years. Now you have a core of guys there as well that you, you've uh, formed a company with. Yeah, we have. You know, um, my father and I started Rainy Lake Guiding uh, back in 1992, actually, Um and that was our first guide trip out of uh, some of the resorts out there, and uh, it kind of it took off. And uh, now we have a, a, a good group of guides out there, and, and my brother is uh, uh, an excellent guide as well. And so we're moving forward with that. And, you know, working down in the metro as a middle school principal, one of the things that I was doing was uh, guiding in the Mille Lacs area. And for years I've been using that opener till about June 10th time frame, And then of course I load up the boat and head to Bemidji for the Knights of Columbus tournament where uh, we're, we're having a lot of fun with that for the last uh, what nine years or so. And then just head up to rainy after, but that month on the lax that early season has just been incredible. And I've been guiding frequently out there and um, I thought I'm going to try to expand a little bit, get some, get some assistance, uh, and uh, right now, there's seven of us that are that make up Mille Lacs Lake Guiding, and um, the other six guides are outstanding. They're all tournament fishermen. They're guides. They're just just good people in general, and and you know they're successful in their own business. Like there's there's a nurse. There's two bankers. There's uh, one of the vice presidents of Polaris. Like so, there's there's a large group of of. Uh, uh, very successful people that want to do some guiding on the side and, and maybe make it a retirement job kind of like I'm doing. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, uh, so, you know, here they are, they're, they're, um, they're outstanding in their field. They're walleye fishermen. They, they cast for bass. They troll for pike. Like they, they know how to do all of the things, but their primary is walleyes on the lax. Um, you know, I just think about, like the, the four that I could think of, they've all won tournaments out on Mille Lacs. They're they're extremely successful in that world. 
but they're also just good people. They're charismatic, they're fun, and, and they're, they're just good human beings. And the nice part about it is they all love to fish and take people fishing and watch them smile and make memories. So um, the the amount of technology that this group has, though, Kev, we I just broke it down. Like, we have Hummingbird 360. We have the uh, live scope with the Lorance. And then we have the, you know, the, the uh, uh, active, or, I'm sorry, um, Garmin, the Pan Optics, the 360, I don't even mm-hmm. know what that's called. <laughs> now they change the name of it. Live Scope, Active Target, and 360 are all part of this group. And to have that kind of knowledge and um, sharing of information, I mean, when we get together, it's, it's, it's like a tutorial on how to use stuff. So, you know, we have a we have a text chain going with all seven guys, and you know, uh, I will say a lot of it is educational, and but there's a lot of it that's good, just plain fun too. So, um, but yeah, it's it's uh, something that's kind of been in the back of my head for a while now, and um, you know, knowing all these guys have have new boats and and excellent equipment. A little breakdown of our boats, Kev. There's two Lund boats in the group. There's two Skeeter boats two warrior boats and one Alumacraft. So we have a plethora of boats for our clients to choose from. So it's, it's kind of a neat deal. And, and you can pick, you know, if you want a certain guy that's, you know, proficient on the hummingbird 360, we can pick that or, you know, the Garmin live scope or, you know, the Lawrence active target. I mean, it's, it's all there. And, and, uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, oh my gosh, it's, it's <laughs> cool to see the knowledge that we have there. So, so these are these guys that you just happen to know from fishing on Malax over the years, or how did you guys get together? Excellent question. You know, um, competing against them in tournaments um, and fishing with them, just meeting people in the world of fishing. You know, it's a pretty small world yet pretty big. Um, and one, I was on a Delta flight and met one of them there, and just got to know them that way. So you know, there's there's all kinds of, of ways to meet them. Uh, one of them was a teacher in the district. Uh, uh, excellent fisherman, great guy. Um, you know, so there's just all kinds of of, uh, of collaboration that we have. Mm-hmm. We get together uh, as a group and we have competition. Um, uh, we did a golf outing and then we, we went to beanbags and we have some fishing episodes sometimes. And so, it's you know, it's just it's, it's a jovial group of charismatic guys that love to fish and now we're going to take it to a new level. So it should be fun. Absolutely. And, and so um, how does one go about creating a guide service? Well, um, so, you know, starting 30 years ago, having my dad and, you know, the two of us kind of work together and just, you know, creating a business. And then my brother got his license and he came on and a few other guides that do some trips and stuff for us. And then I thought, you know, being down in Mille Lacs, I would love to have the knowledge of these other six guys and, you know, knowing how much they know about that and, and the level of, of skill that they have, why not bring it all together? And it's only going to benefit our customers and our clients. And, you know, it's going to help put more fish in the boat. So I thought, let's create a group of, of guys that love to fish, that are good people that like to be around people. That's a big deal. There's some fishing guys that don't like people and, I often wonder how they love their job, you know? So, um, but yeah, so it's, 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 it's kind of a, it's, it's a, it's a great, um, business. I know I work primarily out of the Red Door Resort on the North side. I've worked with Brian now for, for quite a few years. And, um, 
you know, that's a nice protected bolt landing, excellent parking. And that north side early, that first month is excellent up in the sand. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, a, a good place. Uh, I know one year I brought my dog Snickers there and um, the, the amount of love that all the resort owners gave. It's just like one big family. Everyone books the same weekend back and forth. You know, so you finish, the, you check out of, of the Red Door Cabin on Sunday and you book it for that same weekend next year. And that's just what happens there. And, you know, so you really get to know the people in that area. Um, so, it, you know, it's, it's working out really well. So. All right. Well, that's great. I mean, obviously, uh, um, you know, you love to fish. They love to fish. Um, that's kind of the key. The, the, the point about the guy, the guides that don't like people, that's a weird one. I, uh, I don't get that. But I, I know you. Uh, do not share that. You love having people in your boat. Well, and that's the thing. You know, we were just talking about you know, all the different people and, and all the different places that I have traveled through people, you know. So they, they do vacations. Like I just met this family that was doing visits um, to all the national parks. And I got to spend uh, four hours in the boat fishing and then a little tour. And then we fed a bald eagle but they were talking about all the national parks they've been to, which ones that they would recommend, which ones not. And they've hit all but like five national parks as a family. Wow. I, you know, I mean, meeting people like that, that have that world experience and they're talking about it and they're just talking about their lives. Like I have a three generation family I fish with now, I think 14 years. Um, you know, you get invited to their graduation, you get invited to their weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone to their funerals. I had three lawyers that I started fishing with back in 1995. And um, I, I fished with them until the last one passed away here just a little bit ago. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a morbid story. I don't know why I'm telling this one. But what you do is, you you know, you really create friendships that last the rest of their life or my life. And, and um you know, it's 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 a good career and it's a lot of fun. And heck, have you get paid to go fishing? How does it get any better? Than that? <laughs> that's that's a fact. So you mentioned retirement job. Are, you're not retired yet, are you? No, not yet. Not okay. yet. Uh, yeah, I, uh, my mom ran into a little bit of cancer, so it took some time to help her with that. And um, so you know, just working through a few things with that. But um, you know, the time off here has been helping her with stuff, and also. Um, you know, doing a little bit more of the, the guide business development. And, you know, it's it's not just simple. We, we're starting a business. You know, I bought the domain. I'm buying a host. You buy links. You know, there's there's a lot that goes to it, um, getting on chambers. Um, you know, of course, the social media component to it to get that up and fired up. And, you know, and just to get people going. You know, we've booked, I think, seven trips now and, and uh, just, you know, getting making sure you have the right people for the right group and you know that they're open that date and so you know it's just it's it's uh it's a time-consuming task but it's a lot of fun getting to talk with people and and then the ultimate event is to see them smiling when they're winding in a big walleye so and that's the thing is are you guys going to be primarily walleye guides on Mille Lacs? i mean there's a lot of other fish on Mille Lacs as well you know, Kev, I, I actually thought about you when we decided that we were going to get together and uh, chat here but it was uh you know, the smallmouth bass is definitely a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I, I know you like to harass them, and, and we will be doing <laughs> the same. Um, but there's a couple of guys that are very skilled at, at the smallmouth bass and, and chasing them. And, you know, and it's Malax, um, those that can't uh, catch walleye, bass fish. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so in trouble with that one, I can tell already. So. <laughs> 
Um, but, you know, a nice thing about Mille Lacs, and I don't know if you just saw that latest press release that came out a few days ago, now the DNR has allowed fishing live bait and walleye fishing year-round. You know, it used to close in July, and you couldn't use live bait, and, you, you know, you couldn't keep a fish. Well, now you can keep a walleye year-round on the lac. So all summer long, you're going to be able to keep a walleye 21 to 23 inches. That's a big deal. And, you know, a lot of my clients that fish rainy keep going up to rainy so they can keep fish and bring some home or have them cooked or whatever. And, and now we're going to be able to do that on the lax. And it's a really nice addition to it. So, uh, you know, and I think that's a, that's another testament to the amount of fishing that's get, that's happening. You know, the fish getting caught on the lax. The, the fishing is improving. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that um, uh, pressure perhaps on the mm-hmm. lax. Um, you know, and I've, I've been hearing lately, I haven't fished Lake of the Woods yet, but I've been hearing the bite on Lake of the Woods has been down. I think people that generally would drive from Minneapolis up to Lake of the Woods are probably going to say, well, heck, why don't we just drive an hour north to Mille Lacs and catch some fish there? If you're in Brainerd, drive a half hour east or, you know, so I, I think I think it's going to open up a lot of trips for people. And, and uh, our goal is to make sure that you have a good time. So that's yeah, a lot of fun. All right. Well, uh, I know that... Uh... Uh, today, when we talked earlier to set this up, you were out crappie fishing and sounded like you guys were having a lot of success. Well, I think you and I chatted for, what, three, four minutes, and uh, I caught three crappies and my <laughs> clients caught two. So it was uh, it was kind of a fun fun little time there. Um, right now we're on a crappie bite. Um, I'm guessing roughly 75 to 80 crappies and sunnies were caught today. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a four-hour trip. Um, it's action nonstop right in the middle of the day. You know, it was cloudy for most of the day, which helped, um, and the bite was excellent. The sun came out, and it got a little bit less. You know, the bite slowed down a bit, but anytime you can ice nearly 80 fish in a four-hour time, that's pretty good fishing. So it was a lot of fun, and, um, you know, if you want to catch some good crappies, I know there's some guides up in the Bemidji area, and there's some guides in the Brainerd area, but if you want to make a trip down around the, the north metro, uh, it's incredible. The, the, the crappie bite, I've been out the last six days straight, and it's been anywhere from 40 to, I think one day we had about 90 in a four-hour time frame. So wow. uh, it's action. They're not all real giants like you normally catch, but they're, <laughs> they're pretty good size. Uh, yeah, and, you know, March is an absolutely spectacular time uh, to go ice fishing. No, you can't keep walleyes, uh, and you can't fish for walleyes. But uh, the panfish are going crazy, and, of course, if you, if you like the burbot, uh, it's prime time for them, too. Oh, boy. You know, and, and the apple in my eye is a great big lingcon, right? You don't get one of those on and they fight. I was I was guiding some clients on Rainy Lake here ah, roughly two months ago, and they caught about an eight, nine-pound burbot that got under the ice, under the fish house. And you know how slimy and slippery they are, Kevin. <laughs> yes. Oh, and I had a hold of it multiple times, and it kept slipping, and it would go to the other side of the house, and I'd stick my head down, figure it out. It would curl around, but... You know, the burbot fishing is incredible, and, and uh, they're, they're a lot of fun to try to catch. But, um, you know, we were out a couple days ago, and, and um, we were targeting crappies. So just so if there's any conservation officers listening, they'll know. We caught a bunch of walleye suspended at 13, 14 feet, and we were in 29 feet of water. Like, what are the walleye doing at that depth? And, you know, I did talk to a, a guy that was up there. He said, that's where the oxygen level is. Mm, so I okay. think with all the snow this year and the lack of oxygen in some of the lakes, 
the best level for oxygen is that 13 to 15 foot range. So interesting, you know, we talked a little bit about that. A lot of lakes are getting those aerator systems where they just blow uh, uh, water all 24-7 just to keep the hole open, and that oxygenates the water and keeps the fish population up. So, Got a lot more to come with Bruce Jean next. Bruce and I actually had this conversation. He was getting ready for a trip to Washington, D.C., so we got a D.C.-based Fast Five coming up as well. I'm Bruce Jean, a Rainy Lake Guiding. I always like to give to those in need. That's why I'm on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, because we all know Kev Jackson is sure in need of knowledge. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Find shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. This is Mandy Year, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. We're checking in with Bruce Jean of Rainy Lakes Guide Service, Malax Lake Guide Service, and any number of other associated businesses, including refereeing basketball games. You do the ice fishing thing, and then just as soon as that's wrapping up, it's rainy river time. All right. I just booked a couple sturgeon trips, and these guys I, I fished with two years ago, and they had nine sturgeon, okay, in eight-hour time. <laughs> the average sturgeon, and we only fished for about seven, six and a half, seven, but, you know, we went to shore and a couple times, and they were exhausted after that because every sturgeon is 30 to 40 minutes of fight, you know, and so they're fighting these fish for probably four hours each a day. And they're like, we hope we have another trip like that. So, you know, but the, the sturgeon bite is so much fun on Rainy River. And if you if you haven't had a chance, you know, give it a shot because it's a blast. Then on top of that, the the Rainy River run of walleyes as they come from Lake of the Woods and go up and spawn into Rainy River, that Birchdale, Frontier, Franz Jeveny, Manitou, Sioux Rapids, all those are just loaded with walleyes as they're staging to spawn. And it's a lot of fun. It's a little controversial, you know. Should you be should you be upending a spawning path of a big thirty inch walleye? And I think the DNR is really going to take a look at that, you know, to see if it's impacting Lake of the Woods or what's causing the bite to go down on Lake of the Woods, you know. Mm-hmm. So it probably has nothing to do with the hundred fifty thousand fish houses that are out there every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so it might. 
All right. Well, yeah. So there's a lot of cool things coming up uh, in the next, you know, month or so, uh, month month and a half of fishing. Uh, it just doesn't seem to slow down because once that starts slowing down, then uh, you know it's soft water time again. And that's the fun part, you know. And and I the next month of crappie fishing um, is is going to be a blast. You know, there's still thirty. I think we had about thirty three, thirty four inches of ice on the lake that I was just fishing this morning. I mean, wow. that's a lot. Of- we're in March 7th, mm-hmm. so, you know, you think about how much ice that is, and there's still, oh, my gosh, it was probably 14 inches of snow on the ice. I mean, it was near heart attack for me to get the uh, get the snow down to the ice. So, but got that, um, you know, with that, it's going to take a few days to get rid of that snow, you know, if we do get some warm weather, but the 10-day forecast is all nice 30 to 35 degree not melting too much and it, you know i'm i'm excited for a good spring crappie bite here and then once that that ice melts boy they get up into their beds and putting those catching those crappies and putting them back and mm-hmm. that's what we do um unless you just want a couple to eat but yeah that's a lot of fun oh wow yeah and it's uh i don't know every as as this show has expanded and i've i've talked to more and more guys over the years it just seems like there's not really ever a dead time there are slower times but i remember you know years ago uh, august came around and trying to find anybody to talk about anything was really difficult it's not the case anymore we can find fish and we can have success pretty much any day of the year well and that's the fish eat all the time they don't know any different and you know when you say it kind of quiets down September and October, on rainy that's when the fish are really loading up. Um, I also do some guiding on Gull Lake. You and I talked about that, and I boated some of our biggest walleyes. I know just last year was a thirty-one and a half inch walleye. That thing was gorging. I mean, that fish was probably thirteen, fourteen pounds, and you know it was full. It was fat, and you know we took quick pictures and let it go. But those fish are 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 doing their fall load up if you will because they kind of they do a little bit less once it's you know once it starts to freeze and there's a little bit of downtime but for the most part fish fish are eating as much as you and i are cat well probably not as much i mean not as much as i eat i i'm kind of a big guy but you know that's kind of what happens <laughs> with they're always feeding and you know there's always somewhere to fish and that's the nice thing about it like walleye season closes well now we're focused on crappies and bluegills perch you know a lot of fun mozart too so that's just it's just a good time up here all right well before we wrap it up uh you uh you're actually going to take a little non-fishing vacay i hear i am yep going to uh, gonna fly a a delta trip to do do some washington dc sightseeing and uh go be a tourist i thought i'd meet with joe by for a while and just chat with him and uh see if i could help him run the country a little bit and you know go from there so um but uh yeah, I'm going to do a little bit of that and uh, come back and got some more ice crappie trips coming up next week. So, Well, I think if you get him on the water and fishing and he gets, you know, a, 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 the fishing perspective on life, that, that'll help him. Well, you know, and that, that would be great. Just Can you imagine spending the day in a boat with a president or any of the past presidents? Which one would you pick, Kev? <laughs> Which one would I pick to go fishing with? Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I think I'd probably, you know, I I'd got to I got to go with Abe. I've always been a big Abe fan. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's a I, I, he's a complicated I, I, guy. 
he was he was one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see what Ronald Reagan has to say, going from an actor <laughs> to politician. I, sure. I think it'd be fun to spend the day with him. So, and he'd probably maybe, be a, he'd probably be a pretty good fisherman. Maybe you just figured out where I vote. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going to D.C. So I thought rather than do a fast five, uh, you know, um, um, you know, opinion questions like we normally do, I'm going to do a fast five Washington D.C. history question. Set. Oh no! And, Come and, on, Captain. <laughs> you, I don't know. We'll see if you know these. Are you ready? Uh. Well, now I'm going there to learn, so I hope I get them all wrong, and then after the trip, I'll get them all right. Okay. Right? Yes. Yes. That's that's the goal here. All right. <laughs> Question number one: What I'm is? Already, I'm already embarrassed. <laughs> what is the most visited site in Washington D.C.? Oh, gosh, that's a good one. Oh my gosh, let's say the Washington Monument. You know, I would have guessed that as well. It is the White House. It is. White House is number one, yes. Question number two. This is a hard one, I'll admit. What is the oldest building in Washington, D.C.? Wow. Uh, Probably the old Arby's. (laughs) Um, You know, it's probably a trick question since you said it might be hard. I'm going to go with the White House. No, it's not. It's it's something called the Old Stone House. So while you're there, try to chase down the Old Stone House and take a look. Were you? Did you live in that house? <laughs> no, no, I did not. I, I apologize to Randy on that one, too, because he's your age. My bad. <laughs> question number three. The Gutenberg Bible holds what Washington, D.C. distinction? Uh, the Gutenberg Bible, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, Kev, why do you... Um, you know, if I had Google up... Well, that's, that's where I got them. <laughs> so the Gutenberg probably... I don't know, Kev. I give up. Okay. The Gutenberg Bible is the oldest book in the Library of Congress, published in 1455. Wow. Yeah. So they'll let you look at it. I don't think they'll let you page through it, though. I wonder. Yeah. That, that's, uh, uh, my goodness. That's, that's um, I, just, I was trying to think of someone I could laugh older than the Bible is, but I'll just refrain. It's probably better that way. Yeah, please don't. Uh, question number four. How many signatures on the Declaration of Independence? Oh, man. So 13 colonies back then, is it, is it, I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know, Kev. What if we say something like... Fifty-two. Ooh, you're close. You're close. Fifty-six. Fifty-six. 
why 56? Like, I was thinking 50 from, but any I, idea? I have no idea. All right. All, all I know what? is that is, was that Ben Franklin was the oldest. All right. Oh, okay. Fifth, all right. How many, how many people just tuned out? <laughs> Fifth and final question. The pain will end right. soon. Uh, Dr. William Thornton, a physician, is famous for what non-medical reason in Washington, D.C.? Dr. Thornton? Yes. Famous for? A non-medical reason in Washington, D.C. Um, non-medical reason mm-hmm. in D.C. Dr. Thornton. Um, I hope it has something to do with fishing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does not. No, no. Um, I, did he did he did he save a president's life? Well, you said non-medical. It was a non-medical so. reason. Yep. Um, I'm gonna guess that he. Uh, um, non-medical. What's, <laughs> what's he famous for? Kev, these are tough. I know. I know. I like the questions about what's my favorite pizza better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thornton was probably uh, known for holding his breath a lot. <laughs> no. no. He, he actually designed the U.S. Capitol building. Well, there you go. He was an engineer. Yeah. Oh. I, I, yeah. I guess, uh, you know, when you were smart in those days, you were smart at everything. So there you go. Well, there you go. So those are five things you can study up on while you're in Washington, D.C. I will definitely try to, to uh, see if I can find out about the designer of the, the capital there. So I like it. All right. Well, Bruce, before we let you go, uh, if we want to book something on any one of your uh, your amazing lakes, Malax or uh, Rainy, how do we do this? Yeah. Well, you can check us out at uh, com or RainyLakeGuiding.com. Or GoLakeGuiding.com. We'll, we got one of the lakes that are covered for you there. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and we fish all the lakes around the metro, too. So there's about 15 different lakes I've guided on down here this winter, and, and it's been a lot of fun. With a large group of guides like this, they're always on fish. So the nice part is, if I have a guide trip on Monday and Tuesday, and my guides are out Saturday and Sunday, they'd be like, hey, guys, where'd you get them? And they'd say, oh, we got them at 21 feet using a slip bobber and a leech. Well, what am I going to do on Monday? You know, I don't have to spend the first two hours trying to pull night crawlers or leeches or, you know, trying to something that's not working. So, you know, it's, it's a really nice deal. But uh, or you can call my cell phone or send a text 763-238-7507. I'm sure all the bass fishermen out there are going to send me nasty messages. <laughs> and, uh, and we can go from there. So. All right. It's Cravel and Bruce Jean of Rainy Lakes Guide Service. I don't know. He gave, like, four names, but Rainy Lakes and Malax for sure. Great to have him on the show. Congratulations on your new venture, Bruce, and, you know, you know we'll be talking to you down the road. Oh, I can't wait, Kev. It's always a blast. So thanks for uh, uh, educating or <laughs> letting me know how little I know about our Washington, D.C. area. So <laughs> Always glad to help, man. <laughs> thanks, Kev. Have a great day. My thanks to Bruce Jean for being here today. My thanks to you for listening. Before we wrap it up, coming up on our next podcast, we'll check in with Eric Osberg of Ottertail Country. Bye-bye, yeah, country.
Touch me!